Our Savior Jesus Christ has destroyed death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Let us remember with thanksgiving what God has done both for and through his servant Lucy. Lucy Joan Schmidt was born on June 2, 1936 to Joseph and Lillian on her family farm outside Annandale. Lucy attended Annandale High School until the age of 16, when she then went to work for Sears in Minneapolis. During this time, she had her eye on a young man named Milton Schmidt, who was currently serving in the Air Force. After a meeting arranged by her brother and sister-in-law, Lucy and Milton had their first date in South Haven while Milton was home on leave. On January 14, 1956, Lucy was united in marriage to Milton at Concordia Lutheran Church in Fairhaven. With Milton's career in the Air Force, Lucy and the kids made their home in various states and countries. They lived in Minneapolis while their first two children were born, and then moved to Montana where their second youngest child was born. Lucy and the kids returned to Fairhaven while Milton served in Alaska before making New Jersey their home. While out in New Jersey, their family became complete with the birth of their youngest child. During their time there, Lucy cleaned homes in addition to raising the kids. Milton was eventually transferred to Libya, Africa, where they were able to join him before war broke out. Lucy and the kids were sent to Madrid, Spain, while Milton remained in Africa. Eventually, Lucy and the kids returned to Annandale, and after 16 months, they were reunited with Milton. During this separation, Lucy faithfully wrote letters to Milton as correspondence was limited. Milton's next assignment moved the family to Maine. During this time, Lucy got to work for a school for children with special needs. Lucy always said this was her favorite job, as she adored the children she got to work with every day. After three years in Maine, Milton was able to retire from the Air Force, and the family returned to Minnesota. They purchased a home in Kimball in 1972, and they remained there until August of 2017, when they moved to Centennial Villa Assisted Living. Lucy was a member of Concordia Lutheran Church, where she served on the Memorial Committee. She was also a member of the Kimball American Legion Auxiliary. In her spare time, Lucy enjoyed tending to her gardens, watching and feeding birds, cooking, dancing with Milton, and spending time with her family, especially her grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Lucy is survived by her children, Jeffrey, Luann, Mark, and Joan, eight grandchildren, 12 great-grandchildren, siblings Judy and John, and many nieces, nephews, other family members, and friends. Lucy was preceded in death by her husband Milton, two brothers, Harold and Marvin, and sister Mary. Finally, on November 19, 2023, God blessed Lucy with a holy death and took her home to rest in the arms of Jesus to await the resurrection of the dead. We give thanks to God our Father through Jesus Christ our Lord for our sister Lucy. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. The first time I met Lucy, I went to her apartment to visit her and we sat down at her dinner table. And I looked up and sitting on the shelf behind her was a picture. I've told some of you about this and I can't help but telling you about it again. Behind her was a picture, a diptych, we call it, two pictures side by side actually, photographs 
of a man in his bathing suit, one a front view and one a back view. And there's Milton in his bathing suit flexing like this, and I said to Lucy, who's that looker? And she started giggling like a schoolgirl. And that was pretty much every visit from there on out. Once a month, I would get to go see Lucy, and there was not a visit that she didn't giggle like a schoolgirl. Even as she felt less and less well, I'd walk into the room and I'd say, Lucy, how's it going? And she would be honest about how it was going, but then it was a matter of minutes, sometimes seconds, before she was giggling like a schoolgirl again. She always had laughter. It was like it was locked and loaded, ready to go. I will miss desperately that Lucy was always ready to laugh at every one of my jokes. They were all very funny to her. What a gift that is to be so full of laughter. Not a visit either went by that she didn't talk about Milt. I'm pretty sure he came up every time. She adored him. That doesn't do it justice, does it, to say that she adored him. I never got to know him, but I do know that he was a great man and that he was a marvelous husband. How good he was to her, she would say time and again. Most of you know better than I do how much she loved Milt. And she loved her children. She loved being a mother. I think we talked about that every time I saw her as well, how much she loved her family. She loved you, dear children, while you were little, and she loved you more and more, even as the years went by. I will miss hearing from Lucy about how much she loved her family, how much of a treasure it is. She reminded me of it every time, made me desperate to go home to my own children, the love that she had for her family. I don't think it takes anything away from the love that she had for you, for Milt, for any of us. I don't think it takes anything away from that to say that there is another one whom she loved even more. This won't surprise you. She loved her Savior. She loved Jesus more than she loved any of us, and that is a good thing. No comparison whatsoever. She loved Jesus most of all. And it doesn't take anything away from Lucy's love either to say that Jesus loved Lucy more than all of our love put together. His compassion and his love for her make all of our love seem puny in comparison. Her Savior loved her in this way, that he gave up his life for her. And it is, in fact, precisely because Lucy knew that love that she was able to love the way she did, that she was fit to love all of you so thoroughly, that she was fit to love Milt so thoroughly. It's because Jesus loved her. Lucy loved as a forgiven sinner, as one who had been washed clean of all of her guilt, one who had been freed from the bondage to sin, freed from the fear of death, free to love just the way that she had been loved. She knew what God had done for her. She knew that God had sent his only begotten son to die for her, to bear the burden of all of her sins on the cross, suffering and dying so that she could live. As it was occasionally more difficult for Lucy to follow along to the liturgy when we were having communion, I would kind of abbreviate things a little bit. I wouldn't ask her to read what was on the page. Instead, I would just have a conversation about it. I'd say, with confession and absolution, Lucy, are you a sinner? And you can imagine, oh, yes. Lucy, are you sorry for your sins? I am. Lucy, do you believe that my words are the words of Jesus? Yes, I do. 
In the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And she would say, Amen. She knew what her Savior had done for her, taking away all of her sins. She knew that Jesus had welcomed her into his arms, even as he welcomed those children so long ago, blessing her, filling her with his goodness, his love, giving her the kingdom that he promised from the foundation of the world. Lucy knew that the God who did not spare his own son but gave him up for her would not let anything separate her from his love. Not things on earth, neither tribulation nor distress, nor persecution, nor famine, nor nakedness, nor danger, nor sword, not pain, not grief, not a failing heart or a body that was wearing out, not any of those things, not even death itself, she knew, could separate her from the love of her Savior. And so she was redeemed to love you the way that she had been loved. And that is her great gift to us, a gift which I hope you will treasure to the end of your days. See how God has blessed us through Lucy. That love is a reflection of God's love, and that's a glorious thing. It's like the moon. I often like to think of it this way. It's like the moon. Take the love that Lucy and Milt had for each other. It's like the moon reflecting the glorious love of our Heavenly Father. The moon isn't much to look at on its own. In fact, when there's a new moon and it's on the opposite side of the earth and there's no light at all, you can't make out anything of the moon. But when the sun is shining directly on the moon, then it is bright. Last night we were going for a walk and it was like you could see clearly where you were going because the full moon was shining, clearly reflecting the light of the sun. That's what Lucy's love was like, a reflection of the love of her Heavenly Father. Because he was shining on her so brightly, we all got to bask in the glory of that love. That's specifically the way that the Bible talks about the love between a husband and a wife, which I think was so gloriously exhibited between Milt and Lucy. Listen to how St. Paul puts it. He says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound. And I'm saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. When Milt loved Lucy and Lucy respected Milt, it was like we were seeing Jesus and his bride, the church. That picture that we see at the end of the Bible in the book of Revelation. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven for God, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. Lucy was a picture of that bride. God grant that her reflection of his divine love would remind us always to adore our Savior, even more than she adored Milt, to adore our Savior who loved us and gave himself up for us. That is the one thing, I think, that she would desire for you most of all right now. You kids told me what a treasure it was to her that you all were believers, that you trust in your Savior. There's a passage in John, 3 John. He puts it this way, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. That was her great joy. There's this point of clarity that comes after someone is gone 
who has died in the faith, when we can say for certain what it is that they would want most of all, what they would say to you most of all right now, sure, there might be memories, reflections, expressions of love, but you know that the thing that would make Lucy gladdest now is to hear that you are listening to the words of your Savior, that you are believing what Jesus has said to you. This was the one thing, actually, amidst all the giggles, the one thing that made Lucy cry. I don't think she cried, but for the one time that I was visiting her, we were talking about the love of God in Jesus, and she began to think about people in the world who don't know who Jesus is, and that made her cry. How can they get by not knowing their Savior? How can they get by not trusting in Jesus? What a sadness that was for her. What a glorious thing it is that you are here now listening to Jesus. You heard in Isaiah chapter 25 about the feast that is awaiting those who put their trust in God. A feast of well-aged wine, a food that is well-prepared, rich food on that mountain of the Lord. But the feast is more than that. It's not just about dining with God, although it is also about that, dining with God. It's about this, that he has promised in Christ Jesus to wipe away every tear from your eyes. He has promised to wipe away every tear of sorrow, every tear of grief, every bit of pain and suffering. He has promised to give you life. And that is what made Lucy rejoice. That's where she will be found on the last day, rejoicing before the throne of her heavenly Father, singing with all the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, singing glorious songs of joy to be in the presence of her King and her Lord. It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. Lucy waited and waited and waited, and now all of that waiting is over. Lucy will be there. God grant that with her, we would all together in that day rejoice in the salvation of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.